now coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 521st episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your co or your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my co-hosts, who are also wonderful. Uh, we've got the one and only fluffiest Whimsicott. Hi, everyone. Straight from Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we've, of course, got uh, we've got the uh, wonderful and smiley as always, Claude Nine. Hello, everyone. That is a lot of energy. I okay. know. I'm sorry. I can't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007, where we talk everything from the video game to the trading card game to everything in between. It is video game season, though, right now. So, of course, mm-hmm. we're all about that uh, BDSP life, and we're just we're having a good time. We're partying, you know? Party every day. I want to ask you guys what you've been up to lately, but I feel like it's going to be rather monotonous, but I'll do it anyway. Okay, fine. Uh, Well, besides playing Brilliant Diamond and enjoying it far more than I expected, I guess I could tell you the story about how last night I was over at a friend's place and he's like incredibly into bugs and arachnids and all of that. And I opened Pokemon Go and there was a shiny Caterpie in his home. Oh, that's silly. Which was that's great. so appropriate. That's very <laughs> silly. <laughs> yeah. So I caught it and I named it after him. And I was like, so do you want to be a little caterpillar or do you want to be turned into a butterfly? And he was like, well, I guess I'll be a caterpillar for a while. And then when I'm tired of being a caterpillar, I'll be a butterfly. And I'm like, okay, I will evolve this later. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why not? Yeah. Oh, that's too good. That's Tegan. What about you, Claude? Anything interesting? Anything cool going on with you? I made the conscious choice of trying to figure out how to do all of the contests, like berries and pop and stuff in BDSP, and that has taken up a lot of my time. It's actually not that bad, though, is it? Like, as I started no. doing it, and I'm like, it's not that bad. No, it's just there is no guide, like, anywhere explaining, like, how to do things and if you can actually max it out on everybody. So I've been doing a bunch of testing mm. and uh, a bunch of glitching to, you know, keep all of my berries and you know, <laughs> duplicate items so I don't yeah. have to An farm Because that's, that's, that's There silly, is, know. though, uh, not quite a guide, but there is a puffing calculator Yeah, that was made for Gen 4 but still works. Yes. Because it works exactly the same. So you can use that at least. Everything in this game works exactly the same, let's be honest. <laughs> the hard part is knowing how fast you're going to do it. Oh, yeah. That's true. Because I, I've gotten as low as, like, 55 seconds, but, like, they say, if you can do all this and hit 50 seconds, then it, it's going to be done. Like, how do you hit that fast of a time spinning that? Is there not a YouTube yeah. tutorial on this? No, not that i found yet. Okay, we're going to find one at some point. Or at least not a good one that, like, explains okay. what i'm looking for which is it's a kid in his blanket fort with his uh with his yeah. handy cam yeah okay yeah it's it's just missing like how to max everything and all the numbers behind it that i'm looking for i found mm. some of the information but i've not found all of it that and i was experimenting but now i have like the world's cutest uh wormadam because oh. that was my test subject and 
it won all its Master Rank contests, or it won a Master Rank contest, but I think I've figured out enough of it to do a whole bunch on stream next time I want to do it. Okay. So I have, cool. I have my for it. I have it maxed. <laughs> I have it like close to max on all of its stats as best Ooh. as I could get it. And we're going to see how easy it is to win everything now. Yeah. <laughs> Completely understandable. Yeah. Uh, for me, I've just been playing like BDSP and just like working on random stuff. I've been prepping for advent calendar too. So that's been fun. Mm. Uh, we got to get ready for that advent calendar, you know? Yeah. Okay. somebody's gonna want it but we'll see i i'm very excited for that i don't know other than that i don't know that i've done too much we had we had uh american thanksgiving this week so that's taken up a lot of my time yeah hear that american thanksgiving that was a that was a nice time sink of familial Mm -hmm. obligations and uh eating turkey uh, (laughs) poultry or whatever else you decided to eat at home (laughs) leave it in the comments down below (laughs) <laughs> what did you have on Thanksgiving? Uh, no, it's it, it's just a fun, interesting time to uh, to just it's the holidays. You spend a lot of time just kind of slowing down. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm, so yeah. I haven't done much but like clean my house and played BDSP when I get the time in various different ways. So uh, I am playing a Nuzlocke though with a bunch of the guys in the Dunsparce gang, and we're doing it um, like our good friends over at Blastburn Radio. I don't know if they're still doing it, but they used to do it with the uh, quote unquote the challenge. And so there's like, we have like the point system, everything. We've ported a lot of it over from them, but we've made some slight edits. And, uh, right now I'm in second place behind Liger. Ooh. But Liger finished, didn't he? Yeah, Liger already finished, but that's because he's future man. So. Yeah. (laughs) I will finish probably in second place or in sec. I'll finish second, but I will beat his point total. That's what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) I have two, I'm like right in front of Candace, but I'm not quite there yet. Uh, I haven't done the gym yet. Mm. And so if you do it on a certain mode, because I sit down and like I sit down and like look at their sets and everything and be like, okay, if I bring this on, I can do this. And if Mm. you don't use super effective moves and stuff during the gym, you get bonus points and stuff like that. So I'm just like, which moves can I use that will be work and I won't die? (laughs) (laughs) I haven't had a single thing died. I haven't had a single thing die yet. I've been well, I think part of it's due to the experience share and also just being Mm. like uber aware because like I'm never I'm not tempted to uh I'm never tempted to like fight the wild graveler anymore for like the mm-hmm. the experience cash out yeah. because I, I'm sitting there like that guy's got self destruct, you know. Yeah, it's and, not worth the risk. And I'm like, I just won't do it. I'm getting Buku experience anyway. Yeah, I'm not going to worry yeah, yeah. about it. And so mm-hmm. I think the experience share has a lot to do with it. I mean, it's because we we have like a rule where you lose points if you're over the gym leader's aces level before you start mm-hmm. the gym, and if you go over too high. You lose certain points. So you're trying, you keep playing and the experience share just keeps like leveling up your Pokemon. Yeah. And so like you have to box a lot of stuff until the gym. So I've got like a That's roster insane. of like 12 or 14 Pokemon now that are oh, all wow. viable <laughs> at different points. <laughs> I have been using the same six Pokemon the entire playthrough. I am ridiculously over leveled. Yeah. It's not even funny. I'm very unsurprised by this and I'm more surprised that people are surprised about that aspect mm. of BDSP after playing through Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. I'm not surprised. I'm just, yeah. you know, okay, whatever. Oh, I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking about, like, the Pokemon community. Like, I'm not going to say the mm. Pokemon community at large is surprised, but there's a group of people who are surprised by this. And they're just like, it's all unbalanced. I'm like, did you not play through Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire? Yeah, it was the <laughs> exact same thing. They didn't just any of the trainer levels. They didn't just anything. 
And they just threw mm-hmm. you experience share and said, play the game again. To be fair, though, in Auras, you could turn it off. You could turn it off. I Let's not talk about qualms I have with the Gen 8 engine, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't like that they take away players choi- player choices at all mm-hmm. in the yeah. Gen 8 engine. In a lot of ways, not just this, but also yes. our favorite thing to complain about, Timer Gate. The Timer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> timer Gate! Yeah. So those are... Th- those two things are just like... It's just like, but why? These are really conscious mm-hmm. design decisions that make the game worse. Yeah. And... You just should let people turn it off. I don't understand why. It must be. I wonder how much of it's just spaghetti code. You know what I mean? Mm. Just because Pokemon's been just like building on Pokemon for so many years. And it wasn't until now that we got it in Unity. So I just don't know yeah. how much of it's just like, yeah, we t- we put experience all in there and we can't really get into the code to turn it off. <laughs> yeah, but at this point, since Ilka did the porting into Unity, if it wasn't a conscious decision, they might have given you the option to turn it off for the remake because the levels in the remake mm, are not okay. adjusted. So mm-hmm. I think you're assuming Ilka didn't spend a lot of time doing other stuff. Based on the day one patch that we had, or the day negative <laughs> seven patch that we had, versus like the OG material... And even the patch that we got after that, with all the glitches that we have still in the mm-hmm. game. Yeah, yeah. I think I think assuming that they took the time to like go in and like play with the actual base code instead of just like getting it to Unity and getting it to work. Yeah. It's a bold statement. By the way, have we done a PSA about how not to get soft locked in the ice gym yet? You can get soft locked in the ice gym? I did not know yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, so if you destroy the central row the central horizontal row of snowballs Mm -hmm. there's a tile that is on that same row up one level off one tile to the left and since now you can move diagonally oh no you can theoretically step on the tile to the right of that tile where you stop and then slide down without enough momentum to climb back up the other side. Mm-hmm. And if your game saves right there, you get soft lock. Oh and there's no solution to this currently. Oh no. So oh, okay. Good to know. Before you do Candace's gym, turn off autosave if you have it on. <laughs> because it's dangerous. Oh, alright. Well, this is a good place to pivot. <laughs> that PSA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna go ahead, we're gonna pivot on over to the news. So let's cue that epic music. Coming to you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower, this just in! And welcome to the news! In the news, we've got a lot of things because P. McGee took the week off. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And rightly so. Rightfully so, yeah. It's Thanksgiving week. (laughs) So we're going to wing it for you guys and jump right on into what we can find in the news. First of all, Pokemon Unite is having a tournament in Japan only, though. That's exciting. Mm. This is a winter tournament. It's open now for you to sign up. I think the first competitions are the 4th and 5th of December, then again on January 8th and 9th. Up to 512 teams can participate. That's a lot. That's really cool. Which is nuts. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, apparently you can still enter if you're in the U.S. 
However, you do need to be able to read and write in Japanese. All right, so there's a little bit of a barrier. Uh, so we're all going to learn Japanese today, and we're going to figure out how to get into this Unite tournament. I see no issue with this at all. Yeah, we're going to learn Japanese <laughs> in a day. We got this team. All right. Also, Pokemon Go had a uh, Ed Sheeran event. Um, it's over now, but... Mm-mm. That's cool. It's weird. It makes no sense. Weird. Very weird. Uh, lovely performance, but that's expected since it's Ed Sheeran. It's Ed Sheeran, yeah. <laughs> so... In case, in case, like your burning ambition in life was to know which starter Ed Sheeran picked as a kid, and now you have your answer. It's Squirtle. Yes. Oh, I'm very unsurprised by this. Yeah, because that was like they pushed the whole Squirtle thing during it, right? So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, also, we got a trailer for the last four of the Pokemon Evolutions uh, shorts. Uh, they restart this week on December second with the rival uh, for Sinnoh, because I think they just wanted to like hit the pause button for Sinnoh to come out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I think that was smart, though, on their end to do that. Well, I like that it's coming out once a week, because remember when Generations came out, we got like one a week? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was a lot. I, I enjoyed that. It was like three from everything, so they could hit on like a lot of different aspects. Uh, the rival's for Sinnoh, the wish is for Hoenn, the show is for Johto, and the discovery is for the Kanto region. And they had like some art and stuff for it. Uh, the thing that I thought was uh, the most interesting slash disturbing mm-hmm. from that trailer was if you catch the stills for like the Gen 1, the discovery episode that comes out on the 23rd, is that uh, that traces in it. Oh, uh, yeah, it hurts, right? <laughs> it hurts just a little bit. That's so weird. Trace just hurts me every time I think about him. Yeah. That, that was an interesting set of trailers, if you uh, want to get into it. Let's see. Pokemon Go, because we can't not talk about Pokemon Go. Unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we're, we're con- contractually obligated. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know the best part about doing the Pokemon Go news? Because we, we do the survey every year and we ask people what their favorite and least favorite parts are. Mm-hmm. And some people are just like, it, it's always just like this dichotomy of like, there needs to be more Go. There needs to be less Go. There needs to be more Go. There needs to be less Go. <laughs> Which tells us that we have just the right amount of Go. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like we should go on. Oh, gosh. We should. Uh, Battle League Season 10 in Go is going to be running from November 29th, which is Monday when this comes out, to December 13th. Uh, that's great and Great League Remix they're running. And then Ultra League and Ultra League Remix run from December 13th to the 27th, with the Holiday Cup beginning on December 16th. Holiday Cup only allows normal grass, electric, ice, flying, and ghost-type Pokemon below 1,500 CP. Those are the fun kind of tournaments I miss in, like, hmm. Swish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff I wish we had again. Master League uh, Master League Classic will run from December 27th to January 10th, and you're going to receive three-time Stardust from winning. Great League and Sinnoh Cup will run January 10th to 24th. Only Pokemon from Turtwig to Arceus will be allowed. <laughs> God, that's awful, actually. Yep, uh, more and more. Yeah, you all get it. You all get it. You can get a Pyroar. Yep. Yeah, you all understand. Uh, Pokemon Unite's running a Black Friday sale on Trainer's Fashion. So if you want something to go with all the socks that you've been collecting on Pokemon Unite. <laughs> Who doesn't want more socks? No, no, you don't want more socks. You want clothes to go with the socks, Claude, okay? Ah, of course. Sorry, sorry. Silly me. It's silly you. Uh, <laughs> Terrifying. Th- I really want this next one because it's so me. Go for it. So... They have announced the next online competition. This one is fun, yeah. On Sword and Shield, because yes, those are still the games where we have to compete. It's called the Tiny Tourney. It's a double battle competition, and you can only use unevolved Pokemon that are shorter than one meter. That's three feet, three inches for all you heathens over there. 
on the other side. To of be the fair, ocean. I do think the metric system is superior. Okay. It, yeah. See, I, I remember when I was in second grade, my claim to fame was that I was the length of a meter stick. <laughs> That's adorable. That's how tall I was. And instead of using that, we would just measure me. That's adorable. It'd be measures mints of Claude. <laughs> Checks out. Uh, anyway. Uh, uh, you can use uh, evolved Pokemon that are maximum one meter tall, and of course the reward is, as always, uh, the much beloved fifty BP reward. How are they so bad at that? I don't know. I like I say this every competition. How are they so bad at that? I don't know. You know how much better it would have been if you got Shiny Zashin and Shiny Shiny Zamazenta that way. Yeah, so much more hype. Mm-hmm. But um, you can register now, actually, until December 9th. And then on December 10th to the 12th, you're going to battle in the tourney. I kind of want to do this. It's so cute. Uh, I kind of want to do that. That one sounds like a lot of fun. When's registration open? Now. Now. Okay. I should go do it. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. I should go do it. And then we're going to have to build the world's best team. Let's talk about the TCG. Yeah. Because they've officially revealed all of the standard cards for the next set of the Pokemon Sword and Shield TCG. It's their eighth TCG set. This one's VMAX Climax. Um, but that comes out December 3rd, which is nice. It'll be fun. Has a lot of fun, rare cards and trainers galore. Um, it's got, uh, it's got a, uh, it's got a thing on the front. Got a Calric Shadow Rider and a yeah. VMAX Urshifu. Mm. Uh, the other fun thing that I-, I see on the news is that there's a new mystery gift that has been announced. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Uh, it's code BDSP Underground, and it offers you a distribution of the colored statues for Turtwig, Chimchar, and Piplup for your secret base. This ends May 31st, 2022, so. Okay, so how do these statues work, by the way? I am very confused by these statues, other than, like, they make certain Pokemon appear more often, but you already have the biomes that control that, and so I'm very confused. Would you like me to explain it? Please. Yes, please. So that way, all right, so from what I've understood, it's... In the, so each biome has like a, it's a random chance or a chance that certain Pokemon can show up. Let's say you're looking for a like rare spawn that's only like a 1%, so, or like a 5% chance. So you can go in and out of, you know, those biomes and just hope they show up. Or you can use your secret base and put the different statues. So if you have like, let's say like a bunch of Rotom statues in there it'll up the chance of an electric type showing up. Yeah. And the colored statues basically double whatever that version was. So if it was a... Yeah. Like, I don't know the exact numbers off the top of my head, but, like, let's say Chimchar is one point, Monferno is two, and Unfernip is three points towards the types. If it's a colored statue, it doubles whatever that one was. So a colored Chimchar is only two points, whereas a colored Monferno is four, and a colored... Okay. So it just boosts the chance of something showing up. It's useful if you want to find some rare Pokemon rather than going in and out of a biome multiple times. Yeah. Like, for example, I spent a lot of time looking for an Elekid, and then I spent a lot of time looking for another Elekid because that one just wouldn't get caught. And then this happened again. And then once I finally caught the third Elekid I found... I discovered the one I caught didn't have the electrizer. Oh, no. So I had to find some more Elekids to use Thief on to get an electrizer to evolve into Electivire. Yeah, that checks out. Which, by the way, Thatch, just so you know, you've carried me through like a third of the game. I heard. So good job. 
Electivire Electivire is the best Pokemon, by the way. Okay. I named it after you for a reason. Also, these aren't faithful remakes, by the way, because they have team preview, okay? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He can't be good again. So what I would have done if I had had a single electric statue at that point, I hadn't found a single one yet, you put the electric statue in, and so your rare spawn in the cave I was looking for Elekid in is essentially all the baby Pokemon, Mm. except like Magby because it's a version exclusive and I'm playing Diamond. So one time you go into the cave, you see a Togepi. One time you go and see an Elekid. One time you go and see a Zmoochum. What happened was I saw like three Togepi for every like two Magbys because uh, my secret base had fairy type statues in it. Okay, I understand. Uh, for the last piece of news before we get to some Puckle news, because we have exciting Puckle news this week. Yes, we do. Mm. Several things. The Pokemon Go Mischief Unbound event is now rolling out. The event runs from, uh, oh, I guess it's happening now. Uh, <laughs> and it'll be over by the time the show's out. Yep. But uh, you can get special research. Uh, and I think it allows you to get Hoopa Unbound at the end, if I'm not wrong. Hoopa! So check that out if you want. On that note, though, um, Puckle news. You can go ahead and do a number of things. First of all, Advent Calendar starts this week on December 1st. Oh, yeah. I will reveal the Pokemon we're giving away for that. We're giving away Shiny Ditto. All of these are for Sword and Shield, by the way. They are not for BDSP because the bot does not work for BDSP, unfortunately. That's all Mm -hmm. on you guys, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) So... Uh, you, we do have to, uh, do Sword and Shield, uh, but yeah, the shiny Japanese 6IV ditto for you to grab. I think I actually have one for each nature, and I think there is a way that I, I'll set it up and there'll be instructions on the day of where I think you can ask for which nature you want. Mm-hmm. So you should be able to do that. Um, from there, it's going to be on Twitter, uh, where we're going to run a poll each day for three Pokemon, and the winner will be given away. And if we hit the Twitter metrics that we request on the tweet, we will go ahead and give away the top two. And if you're a patron, you get an extra Pokemon regardless. So <laughs> every single day. That's a lot of Pokemon. At at the $10 tier. I'm going to say at the $10 tier. I'm locking that in. $10 tier. Mm-mm. It'll be at the $10 tier. We're actually really close. We got a bunch of new patrons this week. So welcome to them. But uh, Cool. Welcome. We're like $40 away or something on Patreon from being able to just do like a different giveaway for everybody on Puckle. And then mm-hmm. like $90 away from being able to do green Taurus pins for everybody at the $10 tier. But this is the part where Whimsy could reminds you that there are anti-farming measures there are. in place yes. on the boat. Mm-hmm. So you don't get a ditto of every nature. You get a ditto of the one nature you want. Uh, I did. Well, I set it, I have it set up so that you can still like get more than one because I understand some people want to do that and that's fine. I'm not going to be able to stop that, but you can't do it back to back. <laughs> yeah. You have to, you have to wait like 15 minutes before you can do it again. If you try to do it again within 15 minutes, the bot will just say, no, thank you. I'm not going to talk to you today. <laughs> yep. On that note, uh, the other things that are going on, uh, we do have the Puckle survey that's going to be in the show notes and it's also on the Discord and pretty much everywhere else where you can uh, help give us some feedback for this past year of Puckle. We want to know what you guys think of the show. And so if you would go ahead and do that. I did accidentally buy a copy of Brilliant Diamond. So if you fill it out and you put your email slash Discord information in there, it will put you into the raffle to get a copy of Brilliant Diamond digitally. Mm. Or at least a digital code for a copy of Brilliant Diamond. Uh, that drawing will take place on the 31st of December. So be sure to uh, check that out if you want to. Speaking of surveys, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Uh, there is a, actually a Nintendo survey. If you bought 
Diamond and Pearl digitally. They sent it to my email and I answered it, but I forgot, like, I, I don't remember if there's like a specific section where you can put a comment, but I think there is. Just if you do take the survey, please, whenever there is room for it, ask them for the 60 minute timer back for me because I forgot to do yes. that. <laughs> I'll do it too. Honestly, I'll ask for timer. Yeah. Thank you. Just just for that, I will. I will I will answer bring back timer every single time. All right. And then uh, the final piece of news uh, outside of Advent Calendar and that is that I believe December 10th is what Claude and I decided at the beginning of the show. Yeah, start of the summertime. Yeah, it's an ask me anything for me, Thatch. Um, I feel bad because it feels like an ego trip, but um, the staff have asked me to do that. And so it's going to be on our Discord, so be sure to go to PuckleDiscord.com to be able to uh, get in to participate on that. But on December 10th, I think you can start asking questions, and I'll start answering questions at my leisure. And you can ask a question from December 10th to December 12th. And you can ask him questions about anything. Yeah, about anything. Claude's got Claude literally has a list of 100. He showed them to me. Um. <laughs> so whenever there's a law, I'm just gonna start asking random questions. Just, just be prepared. Like, yes. <laughs> like you can. Like this is your chance if you want to know more about Thatch or Puckle. Thatch growing up as a child or Puckle or the, the origins of Puckle. You know what? How Thatch makes his favorite dinners for his wife. They're all questions that are viable. That's true. Uh, all questions are viable. You can ask me anything. That's what it's called. Uh, <laughs> uh, there'll be channels up for that. Uh, Claude and P. McGee are spearheading that. So definitely keep an eye on the Discord for that. We'll remind everybody again next week. But I wanted to give everybody like a good two weeks heads up before we started doing it. Uh, I think that's everything in the news, though. So we are going to kick it on over to Puckle's Poke Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Hi, and welcome to the Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Mark, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The host can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. And welcome to Puckle's Pokey Quiz. Thank you for that introduction. We are going to go ahead and we are going to start with our questions. Our first question this week is going to come from you, come to you from Farmer Fox. And Farmer Fox would like to know, most multi-hit moves can only hit for a maximum of five times. What is the one move that can hit six times? Beat up. Isn't it beat up? Yeah. Because it, it hits be. from a party that you have? For every party member, yeah. Yeah. Beat up is correct. Uh, with six members in your party, beat up will work six times. We'll do six times. So good for you guys. I thought that might be a little bit harder. You might have to think, uh, but I will definitely not regret it. It would have been for it. me. <laughs> good thing. I, will, I will not regret it after asking this second question from Foxy, not Farmer Fox, but Foxy. Okay, they're different people. What is the first mainline Pokemon game to allow you to battle with the shiny version of Cast Forms Weather Forms? Pokemon Go. Mainline Pokemon game that allows you to battle with the shiny form of cast form. Uh, it is weather form. So, is cast form in Sword and Shield? No, right? No. Then it's BDSP. 
is it not just ruby, <laughs> sapphire, emerald? No. Uh, so is it shiny lots in that game? No. So cast form can be shiny, but its weather forms did not have a shiny. If you have a shiny cast form and it turns into its weather form, it's just regular cast form in that weather form. They did not have a shiny until they were introduced in Pokemon Go like earlier this year. And since so then it has to be BDSP. Shield, it has to be BDSP. Yes. BDSP is correct. Uh, literally all the trivia I have about that is literally what Whimsicott just said. So I'm not going to okay. repeat it. <laughs> <laughs> Because they updated it at home earlier this year. Or not home, go earlier this year. All right, so you guys are for two for two. Our next question is going to be your Pokedex entry, as always. This one is going to come to you from Egotistical Elekid. It's Shining Pearl Pokedex entry reads, X-ray photos were taken to check its body structure, but nothing was seen. Who's that Pokemon? Can you repeat that one more time? I'm sorry. X-ray photos were taken to check its body structure, but nothing was seen. Oh no, I, I, I played Diamond, not Pearl. <laughs> um, I played Pearl, gosh, I should oh it's a Pearl Pokemon. I should have paid more attention to this. Um uh, I, I wanna say it's something like Shellos or Gastrodon. Mm, I uh, Because so, it's squishy and they would take a photo to see it and there was nothing there because it's all just squish. Okay, that would be fair. As something else that would make you want to figure out if it has a body structure is like Tangrowth or Tangela. Ah, uh, um, Tangrowth would be another good one. Yeah, and also the ghastly line, although like you can kind of see through them, so you probably Yeah, I don't know if it's a ghost. Them. So, um, I like both of those options. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, maybe uh, let's start with Gastrodon. Okay. And, and, and work from there. Gastrodon is incorrect. The next entry comes to you from Pokemon Sword. It appears in ancient ruins. The pattern on its body doesn't come from any culture in the Galar region, so it remains shrouded in mystery. Oh, uh, that's, uh, oh gosh. Um, wait. So it's in both Sword and Shield and Shining Pearl. Yep. That's actually a big hint. Uh, it appears in ruins and the pattern on its body is not from Galarian culture. So, um... What is like? Gosh. Uh, so. Uh, I'm drawing such a huge blank. Everything I think I think of is Gen Five and beyond. <laughs> um, so I'm trying to think of what's in Sword and Shield that had like ruins on its body. It doesn't have ruins on its body. It has a pattern on its or body, and it appears in ruins. So it could be still a ghost type. Um, still be relicant. Ugh, I, um, but it's I, not I jelly-like. Imagine. Yeah, exactly. It could be um, uh, something in the Dust Clubs line. Ooh, it could uh, be Dust Noir. Yeah, uh, because I know that the symbol, like it has symbols on its body that had something to do with like contacting the underworld dimension or something like that. Uh, so other ghost types that have this, a pattern, uh, I can't. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of like anything else that could really like fit yeah. that description of. Yeah, I, I think Dusk Noir is the best fit, probably, because um, what what else has a pattern and would appear in ruins? Like, hmm, 
I can't think of anything else. Yeah, I'm 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 drawing a little bit of a blank here, but it uh oh 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 um could it be something like Bronzor or Bronzong? Um, because they're in both games, and that's a steel type that has like you know pattern on it. Does it? It has a pattern. I have no idea. It might the 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 bell does of Bronzong. Okay. Does it have a pattern? I'm I'm, I'm assuming it has a pattern. I don't remember a pattern on my bronzong. I'm not not an answer. Here, maybe guys. a line. I I'm I'm leaning towards Dusk Noir. Okay, let's go Dusk Noir. Dusk Noir is incorrect. The um, answer is Bronzor. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wouldn't no. have gotten Bronzor. I thought it was Bronzong. If I would have given it to you if you did Bronzong. I would have given it to you. Bronzor definitely doesn't have a pattern, though. No, what? Bronzor does on the back. He's got like this. Oh, on his with, like, back. Gosh, who looks at his back? Everybody when you're battling with him. <laughs> I I caught one but never used one. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, whatever. Yep. All right. So this next question is your multiple answer question. There are three answers here. Um, it, for each one, you get a point. You do have your hint as well. Don't forget. This is from the Unovian. Which three types have only one female trainer character that specializes in it? What three types have only one female character that specializes in it? And I will tell you okay. for free that these are all gym leaders. Okay. All right. Let's. So it's not. Uh, well. It's not, it's not fairy. Uh, it's not fairy. I'm gonna have to go uh, through this. Um, it's um, mm, is it water? Is it, is it water? I was about to say, is it water? Because Misty is no, no, no. Uh, because uh, Lana, it's not ah, Lana. Yes. Okay. So uh, it's not. That. Is it? It's is it grass? No, because Erica and Mallow. It might oh. be fire because I can only think Lannery. of Flannery. No, Malva. Malva, Malva has yeah. fire type Pokemon. So, um, is it, let's see, electric? Because I can only think of Alyssa. Because you have Surge, Watson, uh, yeah. Volkner. Yeah. Gen 5 didn't have an electric, or Gen 5 was Alyssa. Gen 6 had the guy in the tower. Yep. yep. Clement. Yep. 7 was the Tapu Koko guy. How? Mm. And then, or Hapu, or Halu, or. Gen 8, yeah, so there was no electric gym leader, electric so I would go with electric as one. Is one, yes. I would lock that in. Okay. That's correct. Okay. Awesome. Uh, is bug one? Is there a female trainer that specializes in bug-type Pokemon? Viola. Viola, that's right. Yeah, because... Bugsy is a male. Yeah, Bugsy... I believe, I think. Uh, it, he is, uh, despite a very ambiguous appearance. And then there's the dude from Gen 5, and the dude from... There's Aaron. Yep. But there's no one else who does Bugs who's a woman. You're right. Bug has to be the second one. Bing. That is correct. Okay. So I can exclude Ghost and Dragon. Uh, I can exclude uh, Ice. Uh, is, there exclude... A no, is there a normal... What about normal? Was it Lenore? Uh, Lenore and uh, the she with the mill tank. Ah, uh, Whitney. <laughs> the Whitney, bane yes. of okay. everyone's existence. So it's not uh, fire, not water, not electric. Oh, we did electric. It's not grass. It's not ice. Is there? Yeah. Uh, it's not fighting. Is it's it? Fighting. It's not. It's not poison. It's not. Is there? Is there a female ground? I'm thinking. Eartha. Uh, Eartha. No. Uh, there's also. Um, 
Uh, I don't remember who Eartha is, but there's one in Alola, the girl with yes, the mountain. Yes, veil. you are. You are 100 percent correct. Uh, is I, it a rock? Hapu. Yeah, it's not Hapu, flying. Thank you. It's not psychic. I don't believe. No, it's definitely uh, not psychic. Who besides Sabrina has psychic? Tate and Liza. Oh, Tate and Liza, right? Um, yeah, we did bug. Uh, rock. Rock. Uh, I can think of Roxanne. That's about it. Um. Because uh, Brock, because we know it's not ghost. We know it's not dragon. Yeah, no, like we, it's not dark. I don't. Well, is it dark? Oh, it's just Karen in late four. Even though he said it was all generators, but so wait, wait, wait. Uh, yeah, there's Karen in the elite four, but there's also huh. Oh, uh, um, it's not Rock because there's the Rock person from uh, Alola. Oh, that's right, Black and Rock. So yeah, it's right. either then rock, or sorry, we're down to dark steel, uh, dark and steel. But I don't know if there's, the only dark I can think of is Karen, unless I'm missing uh, someone. Okay, but he said they're gym leaders. So I know. Jasmine has to be it. <laughs> because I don't, so the other steel type experts that I can remember are, um, so in, uh, in Galar, uh, yeah. Gen 4 is, has one. Is Gen, one. Gen 5. Gen 6. So Gen 5. Gen let's 6 has with, one, but it's a male. So uh, Let's just go with Dark. Or, uh, sorry, Steel and call it a day. Yeah, Steel. Jasmine with Steel is also correct. The Dark type person you can think of was Marnie. Yeah. Oh, Marnie. Okay. Is she a gym leader? Uh, she, she ends up actually becoming one, yeah. Uh fine. Oh, that's right. At the very end of the story. She, at the very end of the okay. story, she ends up taking over for her brother. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So. And she she's a trainer who specializes in the dark type. So. Yeah, she does specialize in the dark type. Yeah. Uh, in the darkness. Uh, despite on any of her gym leader appearances, always ha- uh, and some of her gym leader appearances just having a toxic croak. It's fine. Uh, um, I mean, uh, <laughs> it's fine. I just, I just. I just beat Volkner, who has an artillery for some reason. So. Yeah, but the artillery has charge beam. The the toxic oh, is, well. doesn't have any dark type moves. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, that gives you guys three out of the for those that question. You guys are five for four. Yes, we have one more question for you guys, um, and I lost it. Um, it is oh, your question as always. I clicked on something else and then I didn't have the sheet up. So uh, it's loading now. Okay, here we go. This is going to come to you from Gliscor Gamer. Which poison type Pokemon, excluding Megas and Legendaries, has the highest base attack of all poison type Pokemon? First of all, we're going to take our hand because we can't do anything else with oh, it. Yeah, I guess. Uh, for- it's a dual type Pokemon. Uh, oh, good. I- it might be from Gen 4. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> give give me one second to figure out my non megas because my I have my come stuff. Like I know it's Mega Beedrill. I know it's how, Mega Beedrill. How high is Toxic Rogue's attack? Like a hundred and five, <laughs> maybe. Um. Okay. So. Uh, it it, it could, could very easily be Drapion, I think. But um, Ooh, let how me. How much does Drapion don't. have? I think it's around a hundred ish. Like it doesn't go very high for poison. Um. So. Oh. So yeah, they, 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 all right. So what was the what was the thing? Not megas and other forms. And, and not megas, non legendary. Uh, Is Eternatus a legendary? Yes. Fine. Yes. 
Um, there is also, I mean, at this point, I'm going to assume it's from Gen 4. Otherwise, that is mean. I said it's from Gen 4. Um, I mean, like, okay. I guess it could be Toxicroak with, like, 105. Skuntank is more of a uh, no. attacker, right? Yeah, uh, Skuntanks are all under 100, except for HP, I okay. believe. Well, uh, Roserade has all special attack. Yep. I don't and... think Drapion goes up above 100. It might be 95. Hmm. It could just be Toxicroak, and that would just be silly. That would be hilarious, actually. What else is there in Gen 4 that's a poison type? Mm. Nothing else. I mean, that, that's that's pretty much it. Wow. And like, it is a dual type, but well. Gen, I, was, I was looking through all the poison types in Gen 4, and mm. you can get maybe eight of them in the game before, okay. like, during the actual run-through. So I'm like, all right, it can't be anything else. Let's just go with Toxicroak and call yeah, it Yeah, why not? Toxicroak is correct with a base oh, 106 awful. in its ass. That's awful. Uh, in second place, Victory Bell and Muck have 105. Whoa. And, uh, both Mucks, by the way, both Mucks, both Alolan and regular. And Nidoki <sighs> comes in uh, third place with 102. Wow. Isn't that nice? They're doing a real That's good. Really they're doing funny. real good to, to poison type Pokemon everywhere. <laughs> all right so that gives you guys a total of i believe six points for the day Ooh, six points we'll take it nice uh that changes up the standings relatively uh significantly i think um claude you get to move up the ranks today huzzah all right let me go ahead and sort this sheet in first place we have whimsicott with 24 points oh <laughs> yeah i didn't realize it either <laughs> <laughs> um, in second place, we have Seth Bilo with 20 points. In third place, we have Sublime with 19 points. In fourth place, we have Linian with 15. Tied for fifth, we have Sigma and Jushiro with 13. In seventh place, we have Mark with 10. In eighth place, we have Claude 9 with 9. Uh, and tied for ninth place, we have P. McKee and Dr. Shamu with 8. Um, I'm sure you'd have more, Claude, uh, but I've been told that when you do the uh, Thatchless episodes about the... Uh, it doesn't count. The fan games, it doesn't yeah. count. That's All they get is a crappy Sonic-like game, from what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you go. That is, uh, that's where everybody is. If you want more Poke Quiz, be sure to tune in next week for more Puckles Poke Quiz. On that note, uh, we're going to kick it on over to the topic. Hey, would you like a green Tauros badge? Well, you can have one. If you come over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash pucklepodcast, we are going to be giving them out once we hit $850. We're going to be giving those to every patron at the $10 plus tier because uh, we love you guys. We'd love to see this project made. Of course, if we hit any other thresholds on the way there, such as $800 for the week-long giveaways to the community, that would also happen as well. So if you'd be interested in getting a green Taurus badge, be f- feel free. Come on over. Uh, if you can't support the show, don't worry about it. You just listening is enough for us. So until then, though, guys, I'm Thatch, and I'll catch you guys on the flip-flop. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is BDSP. What do they do right? What do they do wrong? Lots on both sides, I think. <laughs> I don't know how much of it was intentional, to be fair. <laughs> so, like, good? I think Grand Underground was done really well. By the way, oh, yes. uh, I think Grand yes. Underground has done incredibly well. It is, uh, it's almost as good as the Dex Nav. I'd mention honestly, if they just brought back Dex Nav in anything, I would be happy. Mm. Uh, I think it yes. works really well in remakes too, as the mechanic to bring back Pokemon that used to not be found on that route. 
Mm-hmm. I think that's probably my favorite mechanic so far of remakes. To be fair, now that the Pokey Radar gives you hidden abilities, it's close-ish. It's close-ish, but you get the Dex Nav like right away in Noraz. Uh, mm, like yeah. you get after Gym yeah. One, you get Dex Nav, and I feel like Dex Nav is just particularly fun in that sense. Or maybe you get it earlier yeah. than that. Because I remember they like try to teach you how to do it and you catch the ponies, that, or the not the ponyta, you catch the Poochiana. You catch the Poochiana with an egg move. Oh, yeah, you get it right away. Immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so Grand Underground is literally the same thing. Uh, because Pokemon have mm-hmm. egg moves and they also expand the deck yeah. slightly. I, I think if I were to choose between the two, I think Dexnav is still my favorite. Yes. Oh, 100% Dexnav. I think that... Grand Underground isn't bad either because they're they're trying to be true to the source material too. So like, there's no Dex Nav, there's no Nav, Pokey Nav in yeah, BDSP fair. or in Diamond and Pearl. So they're trying to do it with the source material, try to like enhance something in the source material. Also, like for the modern gamer on the run, the Grand Underground takes a lot less time than the Dex Nav to find something you want. I don't know. Like I'm I'm just like really a sucker for things that are like slightly skill based, right? Yeah. Like just slightly skill based. Not not like super skill based, but slightly skill. Like Pokey Radar is gonna be my jam. Mm. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm so close to finishing the game. That's gonna be my jam. But like I really enjoy doing things like uh I really enjoy things like Dexnav, where you can kind of just like shuffle around and it takes like a little mm-hmm. bit of skill. You can mess it up if you're if you physically do something wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh instead of just like mentally. See, that's the one I I like slightly less because Dexnev was really like, okay, you have to move the stick at exactly the right angle. Whereas Pokeradar, if you're True. patient, you just have well, so to. And hit they even the made right it easier this time around. They, it is easier, but uh, so it, as you were saying last week, it's both easier and harder because mm. it's way easier. Because even if you get like a shaking spot on the edge of the patch of grass, you're still pretty much guaranteed to get other patches of grass that will, you know, give you good places to go. So all of the ways that... Yeah, but the, the shaking break, grass doesn't disappear this time. Like, it doesn't like, disappear? No. no. It doesn't disappear, which is nice. It's still there and... It shows you when it's a shiny, too. Yeah, that it used to do that. Well, yeah, but it wasn't guaranteed. No, okay, no, no, no. It it is guaranteed. No, it is guaranteed. To show you the shiny if the shiny has the increased odds from the Pokey Radar. Because I remember yes. back in Gen Four, it was one of like it was like it he was. He said the well, thing. Was, he was, said the thing. I did say it. Yes, I didn't get to but say like, it. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember back in Gen Four because I did this a lot. It was like you had to find you had to hit a specific chain of forty, and then yes. like you're you're like guaranteed a shiny on the next one if you hit the same sparkle pattern. I don't think it. No, no, no that's not no, how the, that's, that's not, not how thing. it worked. That's not how it worked. No, it was that's always. Not a it was always the forty is where you maxed out your odds, essentially. Okay. Yeah. Yes. You max out the but increased like, odds. At that point, you you can just keep going until you. Yeah. No, you can keep going. Poke. It doesn't break. Yes. No, but this time it, there's a specific shiny thing that tells you when it's a shiny. Yeah. No, there was that too. But it had that too. There was that. What was in the, it? Yes, there was. It sparkled. It sparkled. They all sparkled. No, in no, Gen no, no, 4, no, no. it used to sparkle. So, the in Gen 4, the patches of grass shook, and the one with the shiny sparkled. Yes. And it does the same thing now, although there's an added thing where it shakes more if it's yeah. a hidden ability Pokemon. But um, what I was saying is it is theoretically possible to find a shiny in a non-shiny patch, because even the Pokemon 
in the non-shiny patches of rustling grass still get your regular shiny roll against the full odds. Yes. Mm-hmm. It happened true. to someone on YouTube. But Yes, that's what, very true. The thing is, so it's easier to maintain to do the right thing to maintain your chain, but even if you do everything right, there's still a good chance that your chain will break just by itself. Yeah, I think there's like a 93% chance or something that it keeps going. And I think it's like the same chance as like a crit that like it just breaks. Exactly, which means if you have to do it 40 times over, someone did the math, and there is a 5% chance, if you do everything right, that you get your chain to 40. Oof. So that's fun. That's awful, actually. Yep. Yep. That's absolutely uh, I guess awful. Since Thanks, they made guys. it easier, they wanted to, you know, I, I'm okay with like it being less frustrating because you can't like miss your patch if you look away and stuff like that. I think it's more frustrating if it's just random. Exactly. Because you did everything right. It's less skill based, which is what we like. So yeah. like this, this new Pokemon game uh, has been really exciting for me just because like uh, yeah, we were talking about it before the show, but the expectations of bdsp i think we're so much lower Mm. than that of sword and shield yeah so like the community has just been way happier and more accepting of it um kind of like when we got let's go because like we didn't really have expectations for let's go and then we played and we're like this is meh and we were all okay with that and i've gotten i'm like man i've got like the shiny hunting bug like in the back of my head i'm like i'm always like man wouldn't it be fun to like make a shiny living dex or something like that yeah I'm like, we should do it. And then I'm like, BDSP are the wrong games to do this with. Oh, it's Uh, it's so bad to do it. Because they don't increase the roll from the shiny charm, which is another thing they did Mm -hmm. wrong, by the way. Yeah. I don't know if that's either intentional or if it's just a bug. It appears to be intentional. I could believe it from everything else that they're using to boost shiny chances. Mm. They could have just turned it off. No, no, no. I I think someone did look at the code. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's not a bug. Like, it's only intended with the code as written. Okay. Then why do they even give you the shiny charm? For the Masuda method. Oh, for the Masuda method. That's right. For the Masuda method. Yeah, it works for that. You know, that's fair, though. Which is a very questionable choice, but, you know. I'm not as mad because it works for something and it's not just there. (laughs) Yeah, and you have the Pokirator for most other things. The problem is not every, you know, overworld encounter is A, in grass, and B, on routes where there's enough grass that you can use the Poké Radar in. I agree with you. I I don't know. These, these are definitely the wrong games to start shiny hunting in. And I was just, I, I don't know. People watch that stuff. I'm still confused by it. But I think I would do it on stream, have some fun with it. Just because it's, it's better to interact with people while you're shiny hunting, you know? Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. But I think that's the thing about shiny hunting streams. It's like you get most of the attention of the person streaming. So there's yes. a conversation going. And yes. then it's it's always like, it's like a tiny little bit of baby gambling. Uh, it, a little it, bit. The next one could give you the excitement. Woo! Yeah, and I can fall out of my chair. <laughs> okay, so what are some things that you guys think they did right and wrong outside of Shinies? I, I love the Underground. I think that's yeah, a great absolutely. way to add a lot of it to the game. And I, I love that the, they updated all of the gym leaders. Like, this game felt so that's much so more true. difficult. Yeah. No, it, they did the a really good job. Well, especially with like the Nuzlocke I've been doing, like you actually have to prep hard because they've got items and you have to account for those items because they make a difference. That and like a lot of the movesets are updated. Uh, Yeah, the movesets are updated too. That's very true. Because I remember when I was playing, when I did like the, like when I was going through the champion, the only way I won is because I PP stalled Cynthia's Garchomp. Yes. Wow. That was the only way I could win 
was, you know, I had to like consistently switch between, I think my Empoleon and my Vespaquin because they were, it was continually going for earthquake and like poison jab. And I'm like, great. Yeah. Well, I'm going to sit here until yeah. it's over because I'm going to get one shot either way. Yep. Yeah. Until I'm all not- of the PP was gone. And then it was just like, all right, cool. He's stuck with sword stances. Now I win. Yeah. I'm not looking upset. And being overleveled, I hadn't had any trouble so far until this morning I hit Faulkner and I was like, a Raichu, I have a Gligar. And the Raichu outspeeds me, uses Surf, my Gligar survives because it avoids it because it, he loves me so much. Yeah, Thank that's you, a Maximus. thing. That's a thing. And, and I use Earthquake and the Raichu has a Shukaberry and it lives. And I'm like, oh, okay, change of plans. Roserade, it's your turn. Now that is the thing I hate so much in the game. What? It's the stupid affection. Uh, so mm. the so the the affection's always been there, but it's it's kind of like the uh, we talked about it at the intro, the off button on the experience share, right? Yeah, there's no it's off button so, for that either. There's like, now it, it kills any skill in the game. No, no, there's no, always this I, like I agree five or ten percent chance it's gonna up. Oh, like my skun tank crits ninety percent of what it does. And it's like, oh, what do you know? I lived four hits on one health because of nothing. The focus, the magic focus ban that's there. Like, I agree with you. I think, but it's like, it's like I said, it's like one of those things because the off switch used to be there and it was even there in Sword and Shield because that was, you got affection through Pokemon camp interactions. Exactly. You could just choose not to do it. You could just choose not to do it. They took that out this time and they're just like, you just get it with friendship. And I think that was a, I think that's a bad decision. I, I was so tempted to just go buy a bunch of like energy roots and just, you know, force yes. speed to make my Pokemon hate me just so that way. Like, Would that even work? Like, is yes. it conflated with friendship? I don't know if it's conflated with, is it really that conflated with friendship or is it still its own stat? I thought it was its own friendship, but I could be wrong. Because I don't know. Because I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> we should look that up. Uh, yes. If someone even knows. But I don't know. Like, on one hand, I don't mind it because... Right now I'm playing through for the story mm-hmm. and I plan on Nuzlocke in Pearl when it gets here. I found a crazy discount online, Ooh. so I, I bought Pearl as well. L- mm-hmm. Literally. I feel really bad because I got so I got the double pack for 70 bucks on Am- or on Walmart.com. I, I heard that was a thing insane. I was one of those people and I was I was just trying to see if they would actually send the code. And if they did, I was going to buy, like, everybody it. And <laughs> then they turned it off as soon as I got the code. Oh, well. <laughs> but, yeah, this, uh, like, the same, actually, eBay store that sold me a Switch Pro controller for 50 euros instead of 70 last mm. month had Pearl for, like, 40 euros instead of 60. And I was That's like, not bad. Well, I would, I would assume that this is a scam, but it is Black Friday, and they did send me a, a new working Pro controller last month. So... Yeah, I'm going to click that. <laughs> and so I am going to not look at it when it gets here. And I think I won't mind the affection because mm. for me, a Nuzlocke is a bit about the skill and more about the headcanon, you know? I know what you mean. Okay. So I won't mind if my Pokemon survives a hit that it shouldn't have survived because it loves me. Because that would yeah. make me more immersed in the story. Yeah. And... If I, if you were done talking about that, I can take this and go on a tangent about something that I enjoyed. Please do. Which is weird because it's actually something that Diamond and Pearl did right because it's the story and dialogues, which are pretty much the same. Yes. But yes. with the Diamond and Pearl engine, it was so slow. 
I was so bored. I remembered <laughs> nothing from Gen 4. And now I am finally enjoying the Sinnoh storyline. It's becoming one of my favorites. I told both you. the region and the plot. But like 12-ish years, 13 years ago, when I played Platinum, I just I didn't retain anything because it was such a slog to mm-hmm. get through those games. So what BDSP has done right is finally giving Sinnoh and its plot and its characters an engine that does them justice. I've got like two things along that vein that I don't entirely agree with. One, I'm not... Mm. So like, I don't hate the chibi art style. I hate what they did with the chibi art style. Yes. Mm. Like my least favorite thing that they did, they do like these random zoom-ins like they did in Sword and Shield. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know that I need to be zoomed in on, like, little baby Cyrus's face uh, during this very epic moment. So Mm -hmm. Cyrus is actually such a cool character, and his attitude of being, like, emotionless and serious and looking much older than his age, and it all gets completely ruined by the chibi style. Cyrus was always my favorite villain, and I was so excited for this game, and then I'm like, he just doesn't live up to my... Like, hype as a child, and it makes yeah, me sad. I think it would have yeah. been better if we would have had... I don't know, like, I would have been okay even with the chibi art we had in Gen 6. Like, that stuff mm. was okay, too. But it, yeah. it, this one's, like, a little awkward. Uh, it, honestly, it reminds me a lot of my Pokemon Ranch. Yep. Yeah, it's literally... It's, it's like the proportions and the colors. It's like, it's like a, a Hello Kitty collaboration. Yes. <laughs> and it works for most of the game, but mm-hmm. for Cyrus, it really doesn't. <laughs> I don't know. Like, that's probably one of my, like, that's super minor, though. Like, in terms of playing the game, I think that's pretty minor for me. Mm-hmm. Like, most yeah. of the things I think are, are bad, I think are pretty minor. Like, I, I don't even know that I would say, like, the glitches that are there are bad, per se. I think they're interesting. And honestly, it reminds me a lot of, like, Gen 1 and Gen 2 with all of the glitches yeah. they had. And it's kind of nostalgic. <laughs> Yeah, actually, one one thing that this game does right is that, like, it really gives you the feel of an old-school Pokemon game, but it's on Switch. My biggest qualms with it, I think, are that, unlike the other uh, remakes, which had a purpose to exist, yeah, I don't think this one does. No, it definitely doesn't. I think that's part of the reason why it falls so flat, and especially, like, it's a, it's a faithful remake because they didn't have any reason to make it not faithful, like they yeah. did the other ones, like... Fire Red and Leaf Green, I mean, I guess those were pretty faithful, uh, minus the Sevi Island arc. But that still felt better. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this, I played through the Sevi Islands not too long ago, and it's actually really not that great. Mm-mm. Even then, like, just having them there, like, makes it feel better. But those games existed to fill in the decks for Ruby and Sapphire. Mm-hmm. That didn't have the, a yeah. lot of those Pokemon. Even you look at Heart Gold and Soul Silver, those games existed because they were, uh, Diamond and Pearl actually, um, didn't readily have available a lot of the Pokemon from Gen 1 and 2. Mm. And they're just, they, I mean, also, like, there's just, like, that director was just legendary in that he just wanted to shove as much as he could in those games. Yeah. <laughs> and which he absolutely succeeded on. And even Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, like, the point of those games were, again, to finish the decks from X and Y that had, like, 450 yeah. Pokemon. When you kill, I mean, this is probably just, like, a product of Dexit, where it's just like, hey, we're making these Gen 4 remakes. And, and like, mm. even when, when they came out, or like when they were announced, like in back in February, my thought process was more like, why, <laughs> why are you doing this? Now I can see several reasons, but only a few of them are reasons that we care about. 
Other than money, you know, other than money, like I don't know what their reasoning is, right? I think like they wanted to try out a third party developer. Oh, uh, that's probably true. They wanted to see like what a remake is like if it's a mainline game, but not the next mainline game. Yes, which is a new business thing for them. It might, you know, it, it it's mostly like. Uh, a big experiment on several levels that they felt it was safe to make because people were clamoring for Sino confirmed. I know, and that's the they thing they listened to us done about. It with Unova. <laughs> that's the thing they listened to us with. I mean, uh, yes, because it again, they're not giving us what we want. They're giving us something that they wanted to do for several reasons, which happened to be one of the things we wanted. So they had a nice little cushion of, yeah, yeah. enough people will buy this game mm-hmm. that we can experiment with it. Like, the the best part about it right now is the fact that there's so many glitches. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if they're actually going to fix it, so... And, like, and I was talking with people about this. So like, a lot of people think, oh, they're going to fix it because, you know, Game Freak it's, is still involved in the game and... Uh, they don't want like their game to be broken, and then part of me is like, don't but, they? Like, but this, this, this is what makes it fun. Exactly. Like these Pokemon might not ever go to the main competitive game. Yes. Well, at least not now. Like they might eventually come. Like maybe, Gen maybe 9. not. We we don't know. If they do, like they probably go through a process like uh, being battle ready. Which means all the brokenness becomes almost irrelevant. So who cares if you have 18 Palkias, you know? Yeah, but it, well, the, the issue is not that. It's just the fact, like, this makes the speedrunning community for the game so much exciting. Like, you can beat the game in, like, 50 minutes now. Less than that, because you can skip, like, all the battles and all the badges and everything. It's nuts. I think it's down to 50 at the moment, where it's you have to get to Gen, f- you have yeah. to get to Gen 5 and then the game breaks. Yeah, I, I saw that. Dumb. I saw it's that, dumb. like, the... The last game that the speedrunning community was kind of excited about in Pokemon was like Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Yes, so <laughs> it's interesting. But I want to go back. Uh, this is just something that um, uh, I, I, this is just like trivia that I don't know what to make of it. It's just data uh, mm-hmm. because like everybody's been going on about like how Ilka developed these games and stuff like that, and I don't know how exactly true that because like then people are just like this one studio did it but junichima studio like watched them from above or something (laughs) i don't know i don't know if it's actually like as outsourced as people think it is but Mm. uh, we'll see because uh so there's this guy on youtube his name is lutu i follow him on twitter only because he has like he he's just like really knowledgeable about random stuff that i care about and Hmm. so i like to listen to it yeah uh, and so he's he's really knowledgeable about uh, how, like, games are developed and the people behind the games and stuff like that, because he's, like, read every interview he ever could wow. about everything. So, so and he has, he, his YouTube channel is actually relatively interesting because he, like, talks about how things, how things work in the market mm. and, like, a lot of inspiration behind a lot of different decisions that the company's made, which is just interesting for, for me. Uh, he's like the Dr. Lava of Pokemon staff. Yes. Cool. <laughs> He said, so he went through the BDSP credits, uh, despite being an outsourced in quotes game, uh, roughly 75 members of Ilka actually worked on it. Um, and this is mm. including, uh, this is including Masuda and, uh, Kageyama. Uh, mm. the most of the development was actually outsourced to 23 different companies. 
What? Yeah, he says, but keep in mind, this kind of outsourcing happens all the time. But under, okay. under the circumstances of a game that's so one-to-one -one with the original and has very little new game design, I'm rather as astounded to what happened here. Hmm. I'm thinking it's the actually maybe the porting to Unity. It I was, think that was a big like, thing, right? It yeah. took 23 companies to sort through the spaghetti code of Game Freak. <laughs> I wouldn't Yay! be surprised. Um, he also he also mentioned something else that's interesting. Let me find that tweet. But because uh, he went through the uh, he went through it, uh, he got through. He's just like seems like a lot of the programming was either outsourced or led by ex Mario and Luigi staff. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He ha he has some like. He also says, also, final word on staff before I make a video on it, but there are Game Freak people who have worked in significant roles on this game, which is weird. <laughs> mm. It's interesting. So, yeah, it wasn't just it's like... very like Game yeah. Freak was like the Roman Empire <laughs> in this. It, it, it feels like Game Freak more like co-developed it with Ilka mm -hmm. than it was outsourced, you know? Which is fine. I mean, especially, I mean, Ilka's strengths are actually that because all the games that Ilka has worked on prior to this, they act as like really, really good support staff. Mm. Uh, and a lot of the games that they've worked on before are actually like really good, decent games. So um, I don't think Ilka yeah. is, uh, Ilka is a bad company at all to work with. No, no, by any means. <laughs> it's, just, it's just interesting. Like, it's, I don't know. It's weird because this is a franchise that we care way too much about or we wouldn't be talking about it on a podcast, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so... It's just something to, to think about. Mm. But on a happy note, I really like the battle backgrounds. Uh <laughs> no, the backgrounds are great. They are amazing. I mean, like, the big thing I saw was, like, if you notice the Palkia versus Dialga fight, Dialga has this great, like, Dialga's space way theme, and then Palkia is like, a little bit of sun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it shows they could do other things with the backgrounds. And that's no, why, like, no, I think we really need just, like... I like having fresh eyes on it. I think I that's what did I just want... It. Another, like, I'm still, I'm going to keep saying it until it happens. I want another battle revolution where it's just the battle Ooh. simulator that we can all have and want. No timer, Ooh. no nothing, with all these fun backgrounds. Yes. I think that would be such a cool thing. <laughs> no, I think they could absolutely do it. I think they could. I, I would love to have something like that, just a Pokemon Stadium, and just give it direct home compatibility. Exactly. That would be better than adding a new main game that's not going to give it to us. Yeah. yeah, do us something that like is either an add-on to home or a game that home becomes an add-on to or yes. something like that. Yeah, you just make sure you have like enough rentals in it, unlike Battle Revolution. I think it's Battle mm -hmm. Revolution's weak spot. Since Ilka did both the both both home and the really nice battle backgrounds and mm. some really cool animations too. Mm -hmm. That's true. By the way, I don't know. I don't know if this happened in the original Diamond and Pearl. I imagine it did. But I was very amused when I fought uh, Dialga yesterday, and yeah. we record on Saturday, um, breaking the fourth wall, which meant that when I like Dialga started freaking out, and I got the cutscenes when it cut to the Valley Windworks, there was a very perplexed Reefloon just floating there <laughs> while the world went awry around it. It was very entertaining. I don't actually know if that happened in the original. It probably did, though. If the Drifloon was there. Like, it shows the Valley Windworks when it happens. Yeah, it does. But it, it shows you, like, it's not, like, a pre-recorded cutscene. It <laughs> shows you what's actually going on at that time in the Valley Windworks, because it was Friday, and the That's Drifloon a nice little detail, there. actually. That's a cute little Isn't detail. It? Yeah. I adored it. That's a cute little detail. I like that. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm happy with these games. I think we all are. <laughs> yes, very, very much. I think that's a good note to leave on. And I think that's the other, well, uh, one last thing is, 
And this is the thing they did well with it, at least, is the whole Raminus Park, getting all the legendaries. Like, there is more of a post-game now than there was in the original BDSP. Uh, yes, I would agree with that. Because they've also, unfortunately, locked a lot of content around going into the underground. Yes. Going and exploring different areas. Like, I hate that they did that, but I'm also like, you know, it's good for the game. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't just go to the park and grab legendaries. No, you have to spend hours in the underground fishing and getting, like, the mysterious shards to trade in to yeah. eventually get that. So, it like, I do like that because it forces that. And, like, I- I've been having a blast with just random people in Discord doing uh, underground bingo races. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fun. Well, we're, we just have, like, a bingo card of all the things you can find in the underground. And it's like, all right, here's your random card. Everyone start now, go. And we just dig up things until, you know, see who can get a bingo first. <laughs> that's hilarious. I love it. Like, it, it it took Shamu and I, like, probably, like, good 30, 40 minutes the first time we did it to complete one. And then the second time we did it, it took us, like, 10. <laughs> wow. So, so like, it, it just became a lot of fun, and especially when you have a lot of people doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, go. And it just becomes a massive thing, because we can see each other, and you can, like, help each other out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, steal their spots, and we should do more fun. of that. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. I'll probably do more of it tonight. All right. Well, on that note, I think this is a good place to stop. We're going to go ahead and kick it on over to the Pokemon of the episode. We will catch you on the flip-flop. Poke of the episode. And welcome to our Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National X number 389, Torterra, the continent Pokemon. It's Pokemon Platinum Pokedex entry states... Some Pokemon are born on a Torterra's back and spend their entire life there, which, judging from the sleeping score bunny in Pokemon Snap, sounds like a pretty chill life. Yeah. yeah. Torterra is pretty cool. Yeah, did you know that it's the most viable starter competitively in competitively Gen 4? Competitively in Gen 4, yes. I hate you guys. <laughs> I hate you guys. That's such a callback. And you know what? Now people are going to be like, where'd that meme come from, Thatch? I have to listen to episode three of the podcast. And the answer is no, you don't. <laughs> please don't do that to yourself. Yeah, please don't do that to or yourself. Or please do. Like, enjoy it. I mean, I enjoyed it. Early Fuckle is so bad. And remember to ask Thatch all your Torterra questions. Come you can, yeah, ask if you ask me anything, you can ask me about these early episodes and how much of it I blacked out. Yeah, Torterra is cool, though. I don't know. Like, Gen 4 yeah. starters in general are really cool because I think it's the first time they really focused on secondary types for all of the starters. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, they did it, like, for all three of them, at least. All three at the same time, yes. Yeah. And they were cool secondary types. Um, they exactly. Were, uh, it, Infernape was Fire Fire before it was uncool to be Fire Fire, Fighting Fire. Fire. Um, fire fire the dual type fire fire no fighting fire um he was fighting fire until it was un- before it was uncool to be fighting fire looking at you embor yeah yep poor embor <laughs> what makes it worse is embor is the only one that got a secondary type that gen which makes it even worse i think i think that's yeah. what makes it hurts like it's just like oh you came up with one pokemon that had a, started that as a dual type and it's the same dual type we've had the last three gens yep so, I don't know, I think, but the, they came up with cool dual types this time, and it wasn't something that you expected, because I think all of them, minus Infernape, are new dual typings. Uh, by all of them, I mean Torterra and Empoleon. Yes, Both had were. new <laughs> dual typings at the time. They're still they the were. only, uh... I think they are, Empoleon's yeah. Empoleon's the only water steel. I think, is it, I think. is, is, uh, Torterra not the only grass ground? I thought he was. Mm. I could be wrong. Yes, I think it is. 
I think he's the only grass ground. Yeah, he no other Pokemon is the same type combination. Yes. I don't know. They're just really cool. It reminds me a lot of like the Gen 6 dual typings where the Gen 6 dual typings were also really cool um, mm-hmm. and, and interesting. They and were. The only problem I have with the Gen 6 dual typing or the Gen 6 starters at all is that they all decided they were, they were going to be bipeds and humans. Yeah. But that's yeah. just a, that's just an issue I've had with Pokemon since it's uh, post Gen 5 turnaround, quote unquote. Is that they try to yeah. make the starters very humanoid by the end? Mm, like yeah. Primarina is yeah. like the only one that kind of shook that trend. Kind of, and the and only kind of. Oh, but th- this was the first generation where I liked all three starters. Yes, I was like <gasps> uh, I don't know. I think I like. I think I like all of Gen three starters as well. All Gen four starters are awesome, and I don't think you lose picking any of them. Like I don't feel bad for you like I would if you picked Poplio. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like I think all of them are good. Uh. I didn't like Gen. I didn't like Trico that much in Gen three, but that was just a personal preference. I think Trico is really cool looking. I think part of it has to do with the anime. That's very fair. Mm. I think part of it has to do with the anime. Back when the and anime just, was still good. Yeah, back when the anime before before honestly Gen four. <laughs> before Gen four, and then like Gen six on. Gen before Gen four was really good for the manga too. So yeah. keep that in mm-hmm. mind. Anyways, Torterra. Yeah, Torterra. He's a he's a great Pokemon. <laughs> So we we took this team directly from uh, I, I took it from like Pokeyame, and this is also a BDSPOU team, by the way. Uh, so this is this, you can go play with this on your Gen Eight BDSPOU, which is its own ladder because things have to be complicated because of the way Pokemon decided to do things now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's uh, let's go break this down. I, I Claude showed me this team, and I'm like, wow, this is one of the most Gen Four things I've ever seen. <laughs> it's funny because it's a Gen Four team. <laughs> It's such a callback to like when I first entered competitive and most of this stuff uh, was legal minus like some of the stuff on the Latias, but and maybe even the Latias itself, but sometimes uh, yeah. it's really interesting to see how they do it. And nothing has hidden power either, which is perfectly fine, in my opinion. I, that, that made a couple of things a lot more broken. Yes, I would agree with that. All right, so let's get into this. Our first Pokemon is obviously the Torterra with a choice band with the overgrow ability, 252 attack, 4 special defense, 252 speed, and adamant nature, earthquake, wood hammer, crunch, and heavy slam. I think this is how you would have run a Torterra in Gen 4 without heavy slam. The other option would have been to run rock polish, and then you rock yes, polish and go that's down. true. So, I mean, it's just a Torterra. It's going to hit hard. It's, it's going to do good. Mm-hmm. There's also Magnezone here, uh, trying to kill off a... Did they not put Body Press in this game? Nope. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that's sad. Magnezone doesn't get his toy. Um, so Magnezone with leftovers, he's got Magnet Pool, um, he's got Ford's Defense, 252 Special Attack, and 252 Speed, Timid Nature, because you want him to go as fast as a Magnezone can go with his base 60 speed, mm-hmm. Thunderbolt, Flash Cannon, Thunder Wave, and Substitute. Uh, Magnet Pool is great, because this is you have to stop things like Scizor. And uh, mm-hmm. this is even how you used Scizor to do. Has U-turn, but yeah, yeah. Even though Scissor has U-turn, but it kind of it makes it, it forces the U-turn, right? And you yeah. probably get a free par- paralysis off on something. Exactly. So <laughs> it, it's perfectly fine in those regards. Uh, without a hidden power fire, it's less, way less scary, though. <laughs> you are correct about yeah, that. Yeah, very. <laughs> you are very, you're very correct about that. Hidden power fire was its bread and butter, and then it got body press, which is like, okay, you're you're okay, Magnazone. Now he doesn't mm-hmm. even have that. Wow, he's, he's so much worse now than he was. Yeah. Gen 7 yeah. Magnezone was the way to go. Uh, Gen 7 Magnezone, I remember the days, yes. To be fair, mm-hmm. we don't have Pursuit anymore, which makes life okay. Uh, but go ahead, whoever's got these next ones. Yeah. Something that instead gets a toy that it didn't <laughs> usually get is Latios, who is holding a Soul Dew. 
Because Soldier is not broken anymore. Exactly. Uh, the ability is obviously Levitate. It has max special attack, max speed, four special defense with a timid nature. It's a pretty standard Latios. It has Draco Meteor, Psychic, Surf, and Roost. Yeah, that, that, that's and a basic Latios. That is yep. a Latios. That is a Gen 4 Latios. <laughs> I don't know. Like, all of yep. this, I'm just like, yeah, this is this is all from uh, 2008. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is where we start to get into some different different things you wouldn't have seen back then. Slightly different. Mm. Lightly. Very slightly different. This is a Gliscor with Toxic Orb with the ability Poison Heal. It has a careful nature, 244 HP EVs, 208 in special defense, and 56 speed. It has Stealth Rock, U-Turn, Earthquake, and Roost. Okay, so to be fair, Poison Heal didn't exist in Gen 4. Yes, and this is what makes Gliscor a lot better now, especially without yes. hidden power ice around. Yes, um, I've yep. seen lots of Gliscors on the ladder also run default. Gliscor Le- lost Toxic, though, right? It did lose Toxic. Mm, I think so, yes. But yeah, uh, continue. So, uh, next up we have Scizor, because there's no more hidden powers running around, uh, it gets to run, and since a lot of things lost their ability to defog this generation, I mean, mm-hmm. just because it's not a tutor anymore, um, we have Scizor with a Technician, 252 HP, 156 Defense, 100 Special Defense, Impish Nature with Defog, U-Turn, Bullet Punch, and Roost. Um, this this just pairs really well with Gliscor. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, I mean, Scizor's just good in general. Like, Scizor's just, it was... Um, it didn't have bullet punch in OG Gen Four, by the way. J- bullet punch didn't come into to Scissor's move pool until Platinum. Yeah, but I missed it so much. I am running a Scissor on my team. I mean, Scissor exists uh, in in Sword and Shield. And then, honestly, yeah. one of, one of the best Pokemon this generation uh, is Starmie uh, with yes. a Life Orb, Analytic, four defense, four uh, two fifty two special attack, two fifty two speed, timid nature, um, Hydro Pump, Ice Beam, Thunderbolt, Recover. This thing just does so much work because everything is. I get a lot weaker. Yeah. Mm-mm. No, no, we don't. Have, we don't have the power creep that uh, started happening. Exactly. So Starmie is really does well. Like I've seen people run rapid spin to get a speed boost, and suddenly you're faster than like everything. And like yeah. the big threats to it are throat chop weavile. Yeah. No. Uh, Gen four was like a really good like cap on Pokemon Mm-mm. because it, it added a lot of evolutions to Pokemon that needed it. It just brought everything to like almost a similar power level minus Garchomp, <laughs> and. Mm. uh it, it was it was a good time. So I don't know. This is a fun team. You could try it out on uh, Gen Eight OU. I probably will because I've been looking to get into that to that meta just to just to relive the glory days. Mm-hmm. Mm. Gotta play Gen Four OU. <laughs> Got uh, yep. <laughs> if only we could do that on card. I know. I know. This would be so much fun. Like this new format for like TPCI's marketing would be more fun yeah. if we could just do battles on cart six v six. Yeah. Reasonably, it would just be really good. It would be so much fun. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, uh, this team will be up there. I would say we're going to give you a shiny Torterra, but it's not on Switch. We don't have a bot for BDSP. And we're also doing Advent Calendar, so you're going to get way more stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yep. This week uh, as, a, for, as a patron. What Torterra is going to be, it's going to be the tree under which you find the gifts that are the Advent Calendar <laughs> <Yes>. Pokemon. <laughs> Correct. So be sure to check out all of that stuff for the Advent Calendar this month. We're going to have a good time, and I hope you have a good time with it, too. Uh, so on that note, we're going to kick it on over to Puckle's uh, mailbag. So let's uh, let's do that. Kick it on over. It's mail time! Sending your emails! Mail! 
And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag's the part of the show where you can send an email into us and have it read on the show, maybe, if there's good paragraph breaks. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can email us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com and send us whatever you would like to send us. You, um, we, we may read it on the show. We usually read three to four. So today we've got three for you. We are also proudly sponsored by the fictional energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves! And as always, we'll give you the Green Taurus badge if you uh, if you write in a good email. We're going to go ahead and jump into these emails today. Uh, last week, we asked you how you felt about Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl and what your thoughts were. Uh, this first one is going to come to us from Academic J. I believe Claude's got this one. Hey, Thatch and friends. Gotta say, I love BDSP. This semester has been really has been real difficult, so taking a break playing through the center region again was necessary. That is true of all of life. Whenever life gets difficult, just take a break and replay through Cinna. <laughs> that's my motto. I just play Pokemon. <laughs> Shh. It's fine. Anyways, my PhD program requires me to have fluency in three languages. So to help my studies, I'm attempting to play through Brilliant Diamond in French. Ultimately, Ooh. that was a terrible idea. But I suppose the exposure <laughs> <Yes>. is helpful. <laughs> <laughs> It did create a real awkward experience in French class last Monday, though. We were on nature themes, like mountains and lakes, so when the word cascade came up, I immediately knew that one, due to the darned leviator smacking me around with it in early parts of the game. I don't know what that is. Yeah, do I? Let me check the spelling, because I think... So, the thing is, in French... They changed the names of the Pokemon. Yes, they Not did. just the names okay. of the moves and the names of the location. So, um, let's see. The spelling is... Da, 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 da. Ah, Leviator. Leviator. Uh, okay. Oui. So, Cascade uh, is obviously waterfall. And Leviator in the is early Gyarados, parts right? of the Gyarados. game. Yep. Yeah. It okay, would have now once Gyarados. I saw that Cascade was, water, was waterfall. Yeah. Leviator. Mm-hmm. Ah, makes more sense. I'll give more updates on this experiment. Yeah, because it's like a Leviathan. Yeah. yeah. That Levia, makes sense. Sorry. That makes sense. Oui, oui. Anyways, uh, I'll give more updates on if this experiment is helpful with my language studies. Shining Pearl in Spanish will be in January. Ooh. God, love it. At least that will have the same Pokemon names. Yes. Uh, or most of them, at least. Uh, as for actual gameplay, I love it. Nothing too terribly different from the originals, so it does help me understand at least the gist of what's going on. I will say, fairy typing is a total game changer. Definitely brings out different strats for Cynthia's Garchomp. Uh, 100%. Uh, mm-hmm. So keep keep on keeping on. Academic J. Wonderful. Well, thank you for that one. Phenomenal. All right. Our next one is from McLovin 28 or just McLovin. Mm-hmm. Okay, so McLovin says, Hey, Puckle Crew. This is my first time writing in, though I've been listening for quite some time now. Well, welcome to the Mailbag Man. I've seen him around. I listened to... I've seen him around before. Yeah, I have. Uh, I listened to this week's episode about your first impressions of BDSP, and I had to share my thoughts. Let me start by saying I have never really liked Sinnoh. There were tons of issues in the original Diamond and Pearl that they improved with Platinum. But what has me stumped is that Ilka utilized only some of the Platinum improvements. Now, before you go saying the words Faithful Remake, let's make it clear it's not as faithful as they claim. They did get rid of HMs and put them in the pocket, which is a good change. But... Uh, And getting rid of HMs wasn't the only thing Ilka got right in BDSP. The game is beautiful, the improvement to the AI is so appreciated, and one-shotting a Blissey no longer takes 14 minutes! Whoa, it was only 30 seconds. It was only 30 seconds, okay. (laughs) It felt like 14 minutes. (laughs) 
But it seems as though all the polish they put in the game ended up on the Pokemon Center floors instead of on all the other glaring issues. That is such a great sentence. But that's also really true. Why is everything so reflective in this game? It's ridiculous. I was... <clears throat> Uh, I was battling during um, a surfing battle. Yeah. And literally, I could look at the expression of the wingle I was battling on the surface of the sea. It was ridiculous. Somebody, like, found that texture or that, like, mod. And, like, just bumped it up to 100%. Yeah, I was just like, I really like this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it's so excessive. It becomes <laughs> a meme. I love it. Uh, the amount of clipping that happens is a graphical nightmare. Oh yes. my gosh. Yes. Yeah. That's what friends talk about. <laughs> the fact that they made the choice to make TMs break again for the first time since Gen 5 was a misstep. Remember, TMs did not break in Auras. I disagree. Mm. I would have agreed with him had Sword and Shield not happened. Uh, but then Sword and mm. Shield happened and we had TRs, which were just old TMs. Yeah. They put a system in the game so that you could replenish them. By doing like a little bit of stuff in game, they have that they have that same system in Diamond and Pearl. So mm. I I don't oh. think it's I don't think it's a bad change or mm. not the same system, I... but they have a system to replenish them in Diamond and Pearl in BDSP. Yeah, all of them too. I not don't... just not just some of them, all of them. Mm. I don't particularly like it because at least in Sword and Shield, some of them were like infinite use TMs. Yeah, but those were garbage. To be fair, the ones the ones that are actual TMs in Sword and Shield are garbage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that is true. They are garbage. The thing is, though, I think with Sword and Shield, you would just naturally get a lot of them doing raids. Yeah, so you wouldn't mind because you had like three flamethrowers. Yes. By like the fourth gym. So yeah. this instead feels a little bit like like there's so much stuff to do post game that having to hunt down like more TMs is like. Mm. You don't exactly hunt them down. You get them uh, by just collecting the orbs that you have to do post-game anyway to go find, like, the shards to get into Romanana's park. Yeah. And you use those to buy them. Mm, it, it's still, like, a lot of time spent in a minigame. Uh, I don't disagree, and I don't think the minigame is as fun in uh, controller mode than it was with uh, touchscreen. Yeah, yes. touchscreen was so much better. And I'm very disappointed that we don't get touchscreen to do that. But anyway. Yes. Um. The bike moves at a speed of Mach 10, so it's basically useless in the terrain as complex as, you know, even in, like, the lower gear? Or I guess it would be the higher gear. Well, you need the higher gear to, like, get up all these things all the time. Yeah, but then you just... It's just a press of a button to go between them, so... It's still annoying. Honestly, uh, I think the bike isn't fast enough, because before I got traded a Magmi with Flame Body, like <laughs> hatching like those like five eggs that I wanted to hatch to give some Pokemon to people who needed them was <gasps> yeah. yeah, it's bad. Such a chore. Oh my goodness. Uh, anyway, um, we don't get a back button on the Poketch, so when you accidentally pass uh, the app you're looking yep. for, too bad. That's actually yes. I actually agree with yes. that. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I hate mm-hmm. this. I hate this. You do have to flip through the 43 apps all over again. Yes. And don't even get me started on following Pokemon. Had they taken even just the platinum quality of life improvements and implemented them into these games, nobody would have been upset about it not being faithful enough. So, okay, wait. What's wrong with following Pokemon, except for the fact that they are the wrong size, they get in your way all the time, you have to push them around, and it (laughs) makes you waste a lot of time. And to be fair, though... Most of the time, they're too slow to keep up with you anyway. Like, yeah, 
But all of this is compensated by the fact that I have now learned that my boy Empoleon, dignified emperor of the sea, Naruto runs. <laughs> yes, he does. So <laughs> I've never actually cared about this. And it's just one of those things that like I hated that it was a hill people would die on. But at this point, I'm just like, it's if like, this is what you want, like, this is what you get. Uh, it's like, like if they if it worked exactly like it does, but they weren't a solid object, I would be okay with them. But they are a solid object. Some of them are real bad in BDSP, just like they're like, have you seen Chatot Neckins? Those are both very bad. I haven't seen them. All I know is that I keep like going on little ledges to find objects. And then I turn around and I have to spend like twice the time it would take to navigate the ledge just to push my Empoleon back. Uh, a lot of it is that, like I said, they're trying to do like this free movement in what is definitely a grid-based game. Oh, yeah, that too. Yep, if you, yep, if yep. you don't angle the stick just right, yep. you just like bump against the edge and yep. are very slowed down. I hate that. The The control stick movement was not very well thought out at all in these games. No, no. I, I, I'm mostly using the D-pad to move around, just hitting the B button yep. because, you know, whatever. I used to do that back then. I can still do that. Uh, one thing that I liked, though, is that without selecting any option at all, the trigger buttons act as the A button. It's Pokemon. Pokemon never needed yeah. trigger buttons, okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Might as well. They literally made the Pokeball mm. Plus for uh, for Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu, yeah, and that's and literally the buttons. exact number of buttons you need to play Pokemon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> two buttons and a stick. In fact, a stick... Uh, no, it does have two buttons. Yeah, it's two buttons. The stick is a button and the top is a button. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what I was hoping for with this remix was for Ilka to take a look at the last 15 years of changes to the games in order to improve the Sinnoh experience without tarnishing or desecrating people's childhoods. Look at the Pokemon selection, for example. There are 27 trainers between each team, and they all use Judude and Goldeen, my favorite gen for Pokemon. It's a slog. I don't disagree. What about Pokemon in the wild? All I see are Psyduck, Wurmple, and Zubat, some of my other favorite gen for Pokemon. Like, they totally have a point. <laughs> no, 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 he absolutely has a point. <laughs> Do you yeah, want to play with a fire type? Sorry, they still don't put this in the game. What about the new Eevee evolutions? Tangrowth, Weavile, Gliscor, Magmortar, or Electivire. No, you can't have Electivire before the, the post-game. I have one. You can't you, you can, can in this game. Well, no, no, you can... Well, yeah, you have to trade. That's how you get Electivire in general, right? But Yeah. Yeah, but I have one. I don't disagree with, like, these complaints, but I don't think these are complaints for the remakes. I think these are just complaints about Gen 4. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. He's saying, okay, we know these things don't work, so the same way that you took the things that didn't work from Ruby and Sapphire and took them out of Horus, you should have taken them out of BDSB. I don't think... Aura has had as many glaring issues in the way that, or Ruby and Sapphire has Absolutely. many glaring issues as Diamond and Pearl do in this way. Absolutely. I think part of the way that Ome that Ruby and Sapphire got around it is Ruby and Sapphire's like regional decks is just larger than Diamond and Pearl's national decks. Yeah. The thing is, though, I don't think Ilka is to blame for any of. No, this, this. isn't Ilka's point. This isn't Ilka's fault. This, this is, is Game Freak. This is Game Freak. I I one hundred percent. I wouldn't even say, like, I could say that probably Ilka people said, hey, let's try to improve it. And Junichi was like, eh. Maybe not. I think what might have happened is that Game Freak said, this is the recipe we want you guys to cook for us. And Ilka maybe 
took some things where they had room to take them, like the backgrounds. Yes. No mm-hmm. one told them, keep the old backgrounds. So they put amazing backgrounds in. Elka, Elka is just really good at that kind of stuff, to be fair. Like, they're really good at but assets. they told him, the trainers are going to be the same. The Pokemon are going to be the same. We can update the moves. And, so. yeah, you can put stuff in the underground and Elka put stuff in the underground. Mm-hmm. But I think all of these choices are from Game Freak. Yes. And I think even if Ilka had wanted to do something different, either A, they were told no, or they didn't even dare say yeah. anything because, you know, it was a game essentially made to order yeah. for mm-hmm. Game Freak, or B, they just didn't have the time. I like the made to order Look statement. I think that's probably true. And I, well, I don't, I wonder what the actual development cycle is for this because I don't know that. Gen 4 remakes like started as early as people would expect a Pokemon game to have started. Mm. So that's, uh, I'm very curious about that because we've seen a lot of improvements just like in this past year from like the original trailer to now. Um, yeah. the, the game looks a lot different graphically. It does. And look, I think it looks better. It does. It definitely does. I don't disagree with you, Claude. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's something that people need to also consider. I don't want to say like, oh, they're they're lazy or anything, but I think it might have been one of those things where it's just like they weren't planning on doing a Sinnoh remake, and then they're mm. just like, well, maybe we should, and they started it like as soon as Sword and Shield finished or something like that, mm-hmm. and they're just like, we'll have Ilka do it. They just did Pokemon Home, the really good software menu management tool that's definitely really good <sighs> and has zero issues <laughs> and is really easy to navigate. <laughs> they said it just like that, by the way. Uh, <laughs> uh, 100% <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah. Um... I would blame Game Freak. So, yeah. Sorry, 15 years later, and they're still post-game exclusives. The gym leaders, except for Gardenia, use barely any new Pokemon either. Rourke is just Brock with a Krandos. Why does Crasher Wake use Quaxar when this gen introduces the multiple-time world champion Gastrodon? Okay, wait. Bro- the, the, the Rourke comment is a dumb comment, because Roxanne is just, just Brock with a nose pass. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, like any any first gym rock type gym leader is just Brock with a with the Pokemon from that gen. Like <laughs> that's all it is. Brock yeah. wasn't anything spectacular either. Let's all calm down. Um, look, for as much as I'm bashing on the game, I am enjoying it because it's still a Pokemon game. But I'm disappointed that Ilka couldn't make some of the changes needed to make Sinnoh finally shine. And I again, I think this was all game freak. Now back to battling yet another trainer with three Mister Mime. This really does annoy me. This like it's one of the things that I have really not been enjoying, and it, it might have been a thing that I really didn't enjoy back in Gen Four, but I don't remember the thing. Like I said, the original Dex and Sinnoh is really garbage, and like if you let's let's look at Gen One, which had a very sim- similar sized regional Dex. Mm. Regional, we'll put in quotes. Dex. Think about the number of times you just fought people with Zubats. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot. It literally happened back then, too. But we herald those games as some kind of odd champion. Uh, uh, granted, I think those games are... Like, if you play Gen 1, Gen 1's bad. <laughs> Gen 1's real bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just it's one of those things that I think nostalgia covers up, and then when we finally revisit it, we're just like, whoa, what? Yeah, there's some definitely mm. bad game game design choices in, in Diamond and Pearl. I think where Diamond and Pearl um, really shines, uh, pun intended, I guess. Huh. Is it like in their story beats, right? Like if you're in the story beat, like the teams mm-hmm. are interesting, the characters are somewhat interesting. Yes. And I think that's the first glint we got of like Pokemon with good story being built in. Mm. 
like Gen 5 was obviously after that. And Gen 5, we all will say, is like the best story of any Pokemon game. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I think this is just like the the beginning of that. Because this was the first game on a on a new system. And honestly, if you look at the first game on any system that Pokemon puts out, because they typically have two, right? Mm-hmm. It's usually the weaker of the two gens on that well, system. Yes. This is this is obviously like weaker DS, the weaker yes. DS title. I, I mean, if we do end up getting Gen 9 this year, I'm sure we'll be like, yeah, Sword and Shield's the weaker of the two. Oh, yeah. On the Switch. Hopefully. Because, um... <laughs> I, don't, I mean, to be fair, it's hard to go down. Yeah, I was going to say, the bar isn't that high. Yeah, the um, bar isn't super high. All you have to do is make I, the dog I've... not rotate on a turntable, and you'll be yeah, fine, I think. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I really enjoyed Sword and Shield as I was playing through them for the first time, yeah. but mm, I don't know. Well, I, I, I guess we'll see, because, again, I enjoyed them the first time. If they can, like, make the BDSP stuff and, like, the um, Sword and Shield stuff kiss, I think it's a good game. I think you can make a good game. Yes, yeah. I, I think yeah, they, they are so incredibly close to doing the right thing. Yeah, I just keep seeing, like, glimmers, like, ever since Sword and Shield came out, like, the DLC and then now BDSP. Mm. And you could just grab yeah. both of those and just, like, shove them to If you could sh- take those aspects and shove make it together. Make kiss. And yes. you got you have a really good game, I think. If, especially if you can make it something a little bit more traditional, like like BDSP is in terms of Pokemon. Mm-mm-mm. Because it is a more traditional Pokemon title than Sword and Shield, right? Yeah. I think yeah. it works out because I, I for one, don't miss like overworld Pokemon encounters. Uh, like, I think they fit really no. well in the underground, but I, I'm super I okay like with not seeing them on the routes. I prefer, I prefer the BDSP way. Yeah. That was half of the fun though of like, oh, I get to run into this, you know, yes. bush of grass. What am I going to get? Yeah. What am I going to find? And you can still do that, but like the fact that some Pokemon only show in the overworld and Sword and Shield was a little annoying. And I'm like, <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And it also made like, so I want to Nuzlocke Pearl. When I get it. Yes. I tried to Nuzlocke Shield and it it's was very, very annoying because depending on how you do it, you pretty much only get one half of the encounter table available mm-hmm. to you. So, uh, not a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I think complaining about the Nuzlocke part is kind of moot just because it's like a fan. Very, very niche. It's a very fan game way to play. And but, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I enjoy having it's still BDSP. a better experience to just have the Pokemon in the grass. Yeah. And then if you want to have the immersion of the Pokemon in the overworld, like BDSP, you put them just in one place. You put them in the wild area, right? That's like, nice. Yeah. Just put yeah. them in the wild area. Done. Yeah. Okay, moving on now. This was a good email. It's, we, we talked a mm-hmm. lot because of it. Uh, okay. Well, I think we know who, who got the green Taurus. Well, yeah, probably. Uh, unless yeah. Tia <laughs> knocks us out of the park here, okay? Oh, there's still one more. Oh, God. Yeah, there's one more. This is from Tia. Yep. Tia, happy Thanksgiving, Puckle staff and community. This is the time of year where everybody buys a new 60-inch TV for $500. I think you can actually get it for less. I looked into it, but that's for different reasons. Um, mm-hmm. I don't need a new TV quite, uh, but I want a TV. And also the time of year where a new Pokemon game usually comes out. <laughs> Bug, Diamond, and Scuffed Pearl have been quite pleasing. I like those <laughs> names. Yep. <laughs> I'm only on the second gym badge, but receiving my first Jirachi was a moment. I named mine Gummy and placed it into my box. <laughs> Gosh. Everything about that first paragraph makes me happy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> my biggest enjoyment of the game comes from all the glitches people are finding. BDSP might as well be a Gen 1 or 2 remake with how many glitches there are. From getting stuck to not having a badge check at the Elite Four to duplicating Pokemon, this game is too funny. Then someone found a way to skip battles entirely. I hope more glitches are found before they're eventually patched away. Cheers. Tia. 
We talked about that actually a lot already, so yeah. <laughs> I don't know where else to go. I like that actually, mm. like all of these emails, even though we hadn't read them beforehand, yes. are like pretty much the episode. Yes. No, it's just like... <laughs> like, <laughs> McLovin is like, this is what they did right, and this is what they did wrong. TA is like, and these are all the glitches we just talked about. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I think McLovin we gets it. We're vibing with our community. McLovin yes. gets it, like 100%. Yeah, so make 100%. sure you yell at us. Yes. Uh, make sure you yell at us to get it. If you want to email us next week, I don't want to ask you anything about BDST. Maybe we do something lighter. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but who's your favorite Gen 4 Pokemon? Yeah, there we go. Just something a little bit lighter. Uh, send yeah. that into fucklepodcast at gmail.com. And don't say Medicham. I mean, you can tell us if it changed once you played through BDSP. That's true, too. And, of course, you can uh, always follow us over at pucklediscord.com, where you can join the Discord, have a good time. We we love seeing you guys. Uh, follow us on social media. Most importantly, this week, Twitter. Um, at Puckle Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and also Tumblr. You can go ahead and help us out uh, by checking out our YouTube channel as well, youtube.com slash Puckle Podcast. I got some ideas for content that you talked to Claude about at some point. Uh, oh, gosh. You don't have to be involved, but maybe you want to be. No, I just, I mean, sure. It's more of an invitation than anything oh, else. I love uh, invitations. Uh, you can always turn me down. Um, you can also go ahead and follow us at or follow us over at Twitch at twitch.tv slash the Puckle Podcast. So make sure you can catch me myself. Uh, I guess Claude's going to be doing stuff too. Well, he's I still excited. Like yeah, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna do more races. I need, I want to figure out how we can get like multiple like screens on the Twitch at the same time. Uh, it's somewhat difficult, but I can tell you how to do it. Uh, <laughs> Great. This way we can have like a race, and you can actually see both sides. Uh, you can of course also check out. Uh, Check us out over on, or if you want to support the show, you can go to Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast. We're almost to the 850 mark where we give away pins. Um, but if you want like a ton of extra Pokemon this month to go with Advent Calendar, go over there, join at the $10 tier. We'll make sure you get your, your giveaways. Um, but on that note, I think that's everything. So I have been Trainer Thatch. I have been the Fluffiest Whimsicott. And I've been Claude Nye. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. Yeah.